are glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Well, you see, God intends for angels to minister for us. It's very vivid in the Scriptures as we study these things that it's still a valid ministry today. But we're going to have to teach people about it. They have to know about it. It's just like salvation. It's like the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's like anything else. If you don't know about it, then you're not going to believe in it. And you're not going to have any manifestation of it. I know that in your church services, if you preach on salvation, if you preach on being born again, you're going to get people born again. If you preach on divine healing, you'll get people healed. But then right on the other hand, if you don't preach on it, you're probably not going to have any manifestation of healing in your services. I remember several years ago, I was holding a seminar in a certain city, and I was teaching along the line of not being able to believe further than you have knowledge. And I had made the statement that there's many people that believe as far as they have knowledge, but there's some that don't have the knowledge that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is for them today. They don't believe in speaking with other tongues. They don't believe in divine healing. And I just asked the people there, I said, now how many of you, and it was in a neutral place, it was in a Holiday Inn or something, it was not in a church actually. So I said, how many of you, in this room right here today, have ever heard one sermon on divine healing in your church? And there probably was 15 or 20 hands went up out of a congregation of possibly 250. Well, it's no wonder there was no real manifestation of healing in those churches where it's not been preached because you have to teach the Word of God. People have to know about it. And then, right on the other hand, I ask them about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How many of them had heard one sermon on baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking with other tongues in their church? About the same number of hands went up. Well, I see most of them were born-again believers, and most of them, if they died, they'd have gone to heaven, you see. But yet, they had not entered into the provisions that God had made for Now, see, all of this was available to them. But yet, here they were, born again. They was on their way to heaven, all right. But they were missing out on the things that they could have had in this life. Many of them didn't know that divine healing was for them today. They'd been taught it passed away with the apostles, or it passed away with some dispensation. So that's why it's necessary that we reiterate these things and point out to you that we have to teach the Word of God to people to get them to believe for the manifestation of of these things. Here in Psalms, the 68th chapter, it says the chariots of God are 20,000 angels, even thousands of angels. Now, if you've ever wondered what God rides on, this tells you what He rides on. He rides on a chariot made up of 20,000 angels. Now, I think the thing that's interesting to me when I was reading this, because I had just read something about someone had figured up the number of angels that were available in the earth today by going back to the book of Revelation and taking the scripture back there where it says 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. They put it into a computer. They come up with something like 100 trillion angels and they say that if that was divided out among 
the people of the world, why it would be something like 20,000 angels per person. Well, that's a group of them, isn't it? And then I thought that it was quite interesting that here it says that the chariots of God are 20,000 angels. 20,000. Now, let's come right on down. It says, Thou hast ascended on high, thou hast led captivity captive, thou hast received gifts for men, yea, for the rebellious also, that the Lord God might dwell among them. Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. He that is our God is the God of salvation, and our God, the Lord, belongs the issues from death. Now, he's the God of our salvation. He daily loadeth us with benefits. Now, there's another scripture in Psalms that says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. In other words, don't forget any of the benefits. Now, this is why over here in the book of Hebrews, after it talks about the ministry of angels, it comes back in verse 2 there, after you read verse 14, tells you they're all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who are heirs of salvation. Then it says, Therefore you ought to give the more earnest heed to these things which you've heard. In other words, what have you just heard? You just heard in verse 14 of chapter 1 that they are all ministering spirits. They're here to minister for you. Give more earnest heed to it. In other words, don't let any of these benefits slip from you. Lest at any time you let them slip means that you could have the ministry of angels available to you at any time. Now, let's go to another passage of Scripture in the Old Testament. Go to Habakkuk chapter 3. It's page 1009 in my Bible. I don't know what it is in your Bible. <laughs> Habakkuk chapter 3. It says, Was the Lord displeased against the rivers? Was thine anger against the rivers? Was thy wrath against the sea, that thou didst ride upon thine horses and thy chariots of salvation? Now, if you connect all of these scriptures that we've read here, Hebrews chapter 2, two places there where it talks about heirs of salvation and how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation. And when you realize that that is the context of the scripture, it is referring to the ministry of angels. It is not referring to being born again or just being saved. It could be included there by law of double reference. But the context is the ministry of angels, the deliverance that comes with the ministry of angels. Then you bring this to where Elijah was caught up in a chariot of fire and horses of fire, caught up into heaven. It was God's chariot. There's no doubt about it. God sent his chariot down there. It was 20,000 angels there, chariots of fire. And then Jeremiah mentions it in the fourth chapter, chariots as whirlwinds. And then here again, he calls it chariots of salvation. So I believe that we've missed some things about this. In fact, I believe we've mentioned this before, but I want us to turn to Romans, the 10th chapter. I don't think we ever read it. The thing that the Apostle Paul said about salvation there and deliverance that comes, we're going to have to read several verses to get the full impact of what I want to say. Let's go back up to verse 6. And the Apostle Paul says, But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thy heart, Who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring Christ again from the dead. 
Now, notice here that the Apostle Paul says, the righteousness which is of faith would not say this. Who will bring Jesus back to the earth, reverse the process of death, bring him back on the earth to bring these things to pass? Or who will raise him from the dead and so on? Verse 8 says, but what saith it? Now, it's talking about the righteousness which is of faith. The righteousness which is of faith says the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. It's as nigh you as being in your mouth and then getting in your heart. Now, he tells you something that will help you understand the laws of sowing and reaping and how to sow seeds in the kingdom. God's word must be spoken out of your mouth to be planted in the heart. That's the way you get it in there. It's in your mouth first, then it's in your heart. And you can readily see as you move over here to verse 17, for it says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, that he is talking about you speaking it yourself, your voice uttering the things that God said. All right, now follow this down. What saith it is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in thy heart God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now notice, you shall be saved. After you've done this, thou shalt be saved. Okay, you're born again, right? Now, listen to what he says. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now here again, this word salvation is the Greek word sozo. It does not just mean be saved. See, you can believe with your heart and be saved. But he said, and with the mouth, confession is made unto deliverance, preservation, healing, soundness. In other words, if you're going to get the full benefits of salvation, you're going to have to get your mouth in motion. You're going to have to begin to speak in an audible voice the things God has said, for it will produce faith inside you. Not only that, the angels are listening to the things that you're saying. Now, actually, when you come right down to it, in this context here, these passages, what he's calling the word of faith, which I preach, was the word of God. Now, Jesus was the word of God personified in the earth. In fact, let me just take a little time here and point out to you something that I believe will help you understand some more about using the word of God to bring forth the manifestation of the promises, not only as far as angels are concerned, getting them involved, but as far as the law of faith is concerned and as far as God's purpose for giving us the word of God. He said, the righteousness which is of faith wouldn't say, who will ascend into heaven to bring Christ down from above? Now, what he's referring to here is the fact that Jesus, when he was on the earth, he was the Word of God personified. He was the Word in person form. If you want to know what God's like, look at what Jesus was doing. The Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. I appreciate you joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Trust you've been blessed as we taught on the subject of angels. This is the last day for the CD offer number 7248. It's entitled, How to Win Battles, Be Successful, and Influence Angels. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, a total of $19. 
In this series, we take you into Exodus, the 23rd chapter, reveals that God assigned the angel of the Lord to be with Israel, lead them to the promised land. And he said, if you'll obey his voice and provoke him not, don't provoke the angel I've sent. And it was the angel of the Lord. Don't provoke him. Now, what provokes an angel? When you speak against God's words, you're provoking an angel. And you need to understand that you provoke an angel, it's not good at all. Then Psalms 103, verse 20 said, Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. So this tells us that angels hearken to the voice of God's word. Well, if you're giving God's word voice or saying the same thing that God said, then you get an audience with angels. They have an assignment. But do you remember that Israel sent out 12 spies, 10 of them came back with an evil report. They said, we can't do it. There's giants over there. We're going to fail. Well, that was exactly contrary to what God said, and it provoked their angel. And I'm telling you, folks, when you begin to speak contrary to the Word of God, you get the spirit world stirred up and Satan gets on your case because he knows that you can have what you say if you believe and doubt not in your heart. And what they believed was that they were going to die out there in the wilderness and they could not take the land. But they had an angel assigned to them to make them capable of possessing the land. That's offer number 7248. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. Total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. That's 1-877-396-9400. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.